welcome to another episode of Strategy in the Virtual Controller, where we talk all things uh, related to the strategy of running a business, a business that does accounting and bookkeeping um, for for clients in an, in an outsourced fashion, so to speak. So what we're doing at Strategy in the Virtual Controller is talking about how we can um, really define what it is we do who we are, types of clients that we service, and and try to remove ourselves from the distractions uh, that that are definitely out there. My name's Damien Greathead, my co-host Penny Breslin. She's sitting in San Diego, and today I'm actually sitting in a very hot and sweaty Washington, D.C. But Penny, how are you? How's everything in San Diego? Um, well, hopefully it's not going to be hot and sweaty like it was yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, hang on. Hot and sweaty in San Diego versus 105 degrees yeah, and 90-something 90, 90 percent humidity. Oh, I know. Believe me, I, yeah. I, I do not envy you. I cannot stand heat and humidity combined together. Like, oh. No, I agree. And and um, I, I lived in D.C. for five, six years when I was uh, at Receipt Bank and and there was a part of me which is like, you just get used to it. You just get used to it. No, you never get used to it. And we, we sort of landed here in Washington, D.C., Reagan National. And just, as, as soon as you stand on the jetway, you sort of feel the the, the humidity. It, it's just like you're walking around with a hot, wet towel on you. So good to be back. It's lovely to be back on uh, back on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. It's Washington's a fun city. I love the Smithsonian. Um, Great, uh, yeah, absolutely. Great city. And fall and, and spring, I think it's when it's at, at its best because cold, uh, winter gets a little bit miserable. Yeah, it's a flipping swamp. It was built on a yeah. swamp. <laughs> it was cheap <laughs> land at the time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, San Diego's slightly better than that right now, I would say. It's, San Diego does have a tendency to have pretty good weather most of the time. Yeah, agreed. Such, and then, such a relief because, you know, I grew up in Boston where it went from hot, humid summers to wicked cold, windy, wet winters. Mm-hmm. And then the Rocky Mountains where it was, you know, I think I experienced snow every month of the year except July living in Wyoming. Wow. <laughs> in various degrees. And there's so many different things, you know, because t- my undergrad degree is in history and geography and you had to take class in climate. And it's amazing all the words we use for snow. <laughs> you know, it's so, a different way to define it's snowing. That's the, there's so many ways. Snow, I mean, there's so many descriptions on the types of snow and all that stuff. That you have it's to cold do. and wet, and that's all we need to know. I got to plow it away. That's all I knew. <laughs> do you want to learn how to drive a path? Get out here and help me plow the road. <laughs> you can drive the truck. Okay. Right. Well, on today's episode, last episode, we we sort of did a bit of a roundup of some of the shows that we'd been at over the last couple of weeks. And um, as sort of the, the, the show season slows down a little bit towards the end of summer, it'll ramp back up again in, uh, in the fall. But um, one of the interesting things that Penny and I have been chatting about over the last couple of certainly last couple of episodes in, in conversations outside of the podcast um, is actually this the firms are struggling and maybe struggling is not the right word, but firms are still yet to define what it is their CAS, their client accounting and advisory services actually is. And, and the firms that are, uh, that are most successful with this, they've worked out what it is they are and are not doing. And, and they're very focused on, on that. But Again, AICPA engage, uh, scaling new heights. The the big focus was on this client accounting and advisory services or CAS and and being this outsourced CFO or this outsourced uh, controller. Um, but 
a lot of firms and a lot of people that we're talking to really struggling to gain momentum. And and as Penny and I were chatting, one of the reasons that we think people are really struggling to build this and gain momentum is because they're still yet to define what it is they're actually doing. And what what is what are they doing in their CAS division? And and what do you think what do you think about that statement, Penny? Um, I I agree uh, with that statement, and um, I, I talked to quite a few people at not Accounting Web. Also, did a lot of this, you know, CAS. They had multiple sessions with different names, but all basically the same focus. Um, and that is that I ask people, so how do you, do you, first of all, do, are you doing this? You know, because there were quite a few firms that, especially at Engage, weren't doing it. And then if you do it, how successful has it been? And what is it that you felt didn't work? And in many cases, I was not necessarily speaking to a partner owner. I was speaking to the person who was actually assigned to do this kind of work. And there was, uh, uh, and you and you see, you see like the larger. Obviously, everybody's talking about the dissolution of moving cast out of all of these the big four and and what they're running into and what happens as client advisory consulting work grows in a bigger firm that is focused on audit audit tax. But primarily, you know, this audience and where we go and where we hang out is with the SMEs, right? And um, so what's their dilemma? I mean, their dilemmas may be slightly different than the big firm. So you can't necessarily follow that menu because you're not in that bucket. Um, but what I found was that there was a lack of understanding of what the hell CAS is. And I started, you know, I'm going, this is just another marketing term like AI, like RPA. Um, this is just a marketing term that people are throwing out on the stage. And it brings people in and it brings people to look at these apps that actually assist you in providing these services. But first, you have to define what it is you're going to def- provide. I was also actually, just as you were saying that, Penny, I was also thinking, what we are seeing, and I think this is probably, I, I think a lot of practitioners have said, just give me the blueprint. Just tell me how to do it. Tell me how to do it. And I think, and and we have seen up on stage people saying, here is the tech stack for you. Here is the way it should work. Here is how you do it. But in reality, it's not as turnkey as that. And if you don't actually, at the front end of, of this whole process, define what it is you do and, and want to do, you can't follow a, a blueprint that's been designed for a BDO or, or a, a top top 20 firm. You can't follow a blueprint that's been designed for a small bookkeeping business. And I think that might be the, the trap that a lot of attendees and practitioners are falling into, that they're following somebody's blueprint with somebody's technology stack, and it's not working for them. And the reason being, they haven't done the hard work on the front end that we've talked a lot about, about who are the types of clients, the right people on your team, the, the the types of services that you want to provide. So maybe that's where sort of practitioners need to pause. And before they sort of launch down this track of implementing a, a blueprinted or, a, or a, a suite of tools, maybe it's all about actually just starting at the the starting very simply and basically and, and defining what it is that you're going to do. Yeah. What do you want to do? Yeah. 
And then you, I then I think that you have to get your team to agree. I mean, there certainly if you're an individual sole proprietor, you can define what it is you want to do, and you can uh, allow your boundaries to get out of bound if you want, or you can rein them in if you want. You you can uh, build a nice little practice, and I'm and I'm not saying that in a in a derogatory manner. You can build a nice practice uh, with 20 to 50 clients and do very well providing your def- your vision of cast that you want. Mm. But now add an employee in. Yeah. Now add somebody else into the mix. Or then you can bring them in because you can say, okay, I'm bringing in this new person who's going to allow me to move beyond 50 clients, right? Because I've reached my max on what I can handle based on what I want to do for each of these clients. And now I need some help. And you're going to hire somebody and you're going to tell them, this is how I roll. This is what we do. And they can come in and they can decide, yeah, I want to do that too. And you've got it. But what if you've already got an existing business and you want to move into this avenue and you go to these conferences and you're looking for that blueprint? Why? Because as that, as I, I was told by uh, that firm in Ireland that hired us to do the UI UX discoveries, you Americans have so many compliance states. We wonder when your, your accounting and bookkeeping businesses ever have time to learn how to evaluate their own business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so driven by so many compliances. And so when do you have the time? So that, like you said, they go to these conferences and they're looking for a blueprint. And they're hoping the blueprint will give them the checklist that they can give to their team and say, okay, let's do this. Do it. Yeah. Do it. But in that discussion, did you define what it is that you want to do and what it is you want to provide to your customers? And then did you talk to those employees and say, are you on board? And if you get them to be on board, are you then backing them up when, as I heard from one firm where there was 17 partners and two people who were running the cast division saying, yeah, in January 1st, they pulled us out of that and said, you need to work on, with us on tax. So basically everything we had built for the, the, the prior year just stopped and we moved into tax. And then we went, we were supposed to go back and handle the client that we promised monthly something yeah. and that monthly something didn't happen. So if you had, if you bought a SaaS product, if you bought a SaaS product and it said, pay us every month and you download this app or you use this app on a browser or you use this in some function. And by the way, you're from January to April, it's not going to function, but we're still going to charge you every month. Would you buy that sales product? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you and and actually, no, you'd cancel it for that because it's all month to month. Yeah, you'd cancel, right. it, you'd cancel, you'd cancel it. it December thirty first and start it again in uh, May first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, if you're going to define 
CAS, Client Advisory Service, what are you advising them on and what is the promise you're giving them? I mean, that's actually sort of interesting as well, because I said client accounting and advisory services as CAS, and then you said client advisory services. So I think even there, you've you've got that there's a there's a definition problem or a definition challenge. And to the listeners, what what's in your is it just client is it client advisory? Is it client accounting and advisory? Like what is it? Yeah, because you know what? Last night. I was on the phone with somebody at nine o'clock at night who just bought a business and she bought, when she bought the business, the old employees came in and I told her, I said, you might want to like give them a message that they they're on a 90 day or a 30 day uh, trial. Mm. Just because you bought the business doesn't mean you own the employees either. True. Last night, and it has been for weeks, drama, drama, drama about one particular employee. And I kept on telling her, you need to call an attorney. You need to call an attorney. Well, they're expensive. I said, well, how expensive is the stress on your life right now? And then I said last night, I said, I, ha- I am checking out. I'm sorry, but your trauma is no reason for me not to watch the newest Star Trek release for Stretch Worlds. <laughs> and by the way, I was crying because Hammer died. Oh. Well, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Uh, so I'll put a, a put a note in for Trekkie fans. Put a note in for spoiler alert. Well, everybody who likes it would have seen it by now. Would have seen it by now. Um, but 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 also, I think yeah, what you're saying there, Penny, is at nine o'clock at night, you had to say, "I'm sorry, but this is my, this is not my job. This is not my role. This is where." You've gone well and beyond the the boundary of of what our business agreement and business arrangement and, is. And I and I hear people. That's the other thing is people who are doing CAS. Um, they they it's they are they are becoming like the psychiatrist for the client. I actually, the one in Israel. I mean, she just sent me like a WhatsApp message that was like could have been three pages long if I if I printed it out. And you know, as you and you get and you get into that when you're doing that with people, so you do have to establish boundaries, and you can't establish boundaries if you first don't know what it is you're going to do. Yeah. And there's so many things you can advise on. What she was asking me was really heavy HR questions, right? Well, I never promised her a rose garden on that one. I never said I would help her with that. My engagement with her was we will do your, and I reminded her of that. And she goes, well, I appreciate you at least listening to me. Like, fine, I'll be your friend. All right. Look but but that's not but that's not my area not of my expertise role. and uh, not nor my area of expertise. You you need to get proper HR advice for yes. your particular um, locality for your particular um, uh, position. And same with legal, like you you need legal advice. I I'm I'm not a legal counselor, uh, but I think I think particularly accountants and bookkeepers are always wanting to help their clients, so they're always picking up the phone they're not necessarily charging them for that advice. So I think they do become that that advisor somewhat naturally, but then they don't know when to say stop or sorry, that's not my that's not my well, domain. Well, you know what? I'm done for the day. Yeah. <laughs> I, like this like this this is this is, you know, I don't know on the time frame or when this is going to go out, but right now it's 
Friday afternoon on the beginning of a, of an, a holiday weekend for the 4th of July. And I have, um, you know, I have some direct clients. And so I notified every one of them yesterday saying, look at, at noon, you're not going to get me. Don't call me. Don't text me. Yep. Don't do anything. I'm checking out. Um, and it's okay to do that. I think yeah. that's the important thing. It's okay to do that to say, um, I, and I've seen a lot of firms do it about their sort of their their summer hours and all that type of stuff. There's no reason why you can't tell your clients, "I'm out of office from this time to this time." If it's uh, you, you'll what we're doing. It's it's not sort of um, going to the the business isn't going to go to the wall over a long weekend. Yeah, um, but it's setting those boundaries, isn't it? Yeah, it so is. Let's um let's sort of bring it back in terms of defining CAS. And again, I said client accounting and advisory services. You said client advisory services. But I think it is really important to to sort of say where do, where do our CAS services start and where do they stop? And they can start and stop anywhere. They can start with the bookkeeping and the reconciliation and the write up work, um, or they can, like that firm in, in uh, Illinois that you work with, they can start just at the advisory and the controller and, and, and sort of the execution, no, sorry, the strategist mm-hmm. and the, 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 the top CFO roles. But we do need to make sure that the, the various parts of the CAS spectrum are taken care of because, as we've said, we can't get into the advisory um, uh, strategist type stuff without really good quality data, without without the write up work, without the real time bookkeeping happening. So I think that's the important um, distinction to make: is yes, you can define CAS any way you want, but you do need to make sure that the different components of it, in the appropriate order, are being taken care of. And I think that's the other mistake a lot of people make: that they don't want to get into bookkeeping, which I've said in inverted commas, but but you can't get into the advisory side without the bookkeeping. So that, oh, that's I know. Sort of I, I, like I have this one client and he has a specialty niche in uh, dental. And he said to me, he goes, he's got three seats with us. And he goes, I would love it if I didn't have to do bookkeeping. I said, well, if you didn't do that, how are you going to do your uh, advising at the end of the month? He goes, yeah, it doesn't happen without the bookkeeping. Yeah. He goes, but the bookkeeping is the most difficult part. And it's because there's so many loose ends. Uh, there are so many things that happen outside of your control because they're happening on a day-to-day basis within the business. And then you have to deal with the numbers that come in and you have to have somebody to take care of that. If, if monthly you are going to have a meeting with the client about their business, if you're going to advise them on anything, even if it's so much as me telling her to go get an attorney, I had to at least be able to look at what was going on in real time to see how he was affect this particular employee was affecting her business to say, mm. yeah, you know what? You need to go get an attorney. And then if I had a true cast business where I actually wanted to do this for a living instead of falling into it by accident, I would have a relationship with a law firm that she yeah. could go to. She already does. She happens to have an attorney in the family. And I said, you know, call your sister. <laughs> you know? uh, so, but, you know, realistically, once you define what your cast is, now you got to build the, the team. You're not only getting team members who work with internally in your, your, your uh, business, you, you're getting apps that help you. So in this case, I'm going to mention an app. Um, and that was, you know, 
she's in gusto payroll and they have an HR function and you can, you could, you know, be that HR person if you chose to, because you could go through their training, you could use their apps, you could put your clients in it. And that makes that simple and easier for you to manage if that's one of the things you want to support. So you, you have to first define, well, do you want to have this kind of in your cast, in your boundary of what you're going to put inside mm-hmm. your cast? Do you want to be able to assist your clients in HR? You may not have clients that have payroll. You may have clients that are, that are sole proprietors or smaller businesses with, with just partners and they're not dealing with payroll. Fine. You don't have to deal with that. You don't have to think about it. But what if you are taking on a, a niche that includes employees, do you want to do that function? And if you don't, then you probably, as part of your defining what your cast is going to be, is include getting a relationship with somebody who does specialize in it when you need to bring them in to assist that client. Because while you're doing their numbers and while you're talking with them once a month or more, um, you run into this issue. And you can say clearly, this is not what we do, but we have a partner that we work with that can help you with this. Yeah. Right? So, but you have to have that lined up. You, 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 you have to think seriously. What is your, what is your version of CAS? It's not, it's, it, CAS is just a very generic term. Yeah, it's a marketing term. It's a marketing term, and and for all intents, for all intents and purposes, it's it's replaced advisory. It's replaced consulting, and consulting was this. Um, you know, I remember seeing um, firm names, and it was ABC accountants and consultants, and then that sort of changed to ABC accountants and advisors. But at, at the end of the day. I don't know what a consultant does and I don't necessarily know what an advisor does. And I, I, I certainly don't know the distinction between advisory and consulting. Um, and I think it was just this umbrella that we could lump all of this other stuff that wasn't tax or audit into. And so what are the elements of, uh, of CAS um, that a business needs to be successful? And, and I think that if, if you're struggling to define what it is you're doing, and ha- what it is you're doing, maybe that's the best place to start is what does every business need in their back office, um, regardless of who's providing it, but what do they need? And as you said, we've got a bookkeeping function, we've got a, a, a an HR function, we've, we've got um, the, the actual controller side of things. So that's doing the financial reporting. There's a whole host of things that sit in this uh, outsource, or sorry, sit in this back office of every single business. Now it's it's up to you to, to to put a tick next to those ones that you want to do. You want to do not 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 just that you can do, but that you actually want to do. Want to do just because you can do it doesn't mean you want to do it. Yeah, but 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 then you need to make sure that you the other boxes have a have someone else's name in them and and uh, someone else in your and network. Someone else can be internal to you, your yeah. company, or it can be an external. I really you know I've recommended this book so often, and and. And I'm going to do it again. And it's called The Robots Are Coming. And it's by Andres Oppenheimer. And if you if you just don't want to read the whole book, which, you know, I would. But if you don't want to and you just go to Chapter 5, and I'm just going to read the title for you. They're coming for the lawyers. The future of law, accounting, and insurance firms. So he writes a whole chapter 
about this. And he connects these three services because he sees them as critical to businesses. And not, not in just businesses, to humans as, as, a, as a whole. And, um, and how the more robots take over and the more, the more the desire for complexity is going to be needed. And if you are going to handle that complexity, because the robot's handling the easy part, um, you, you need to have somebody who's running the robot. The robot has to be turned on and off. Uh, we're not quite at, uh, <laughs> at Terminator stage yet. So um, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what a, a few people on stage might tell you, when, yeah, when no matter what anybody on stage <laughs> tells you folks, <laughs> there are humans turning it on and off in the background. So, but the, it's the complexities that happen. Um, I was just uh, uh, talking to a business owner yesterday, and she said, "I miss the days." when it wasn't so crazy and busy. Um, and she goes, you know, when we were kids, and I said, well, not everything was perfect when we were kids. But yes, you're right, it was a little bit slower pace. And, I, and, and what, it, what, it's, what people are telling you is the complexities of what they do in their businesses are making them work differently in their business and pay, to di- pay attention to different things. Um, and they need help with the things that they don't have the time to, to pay attention to. And often for most business owners on a day-to-day basis, it's their numbers and it's mm-hmm. their vulnerability points, HR, vulnerability, yeah. taxes, HR, yep. vulnerability, cybersecurity, vulnerability, insurance, vulnerability. And each of those are just really four areas that you could say, we're going to do CAS and we're going to, we have somebody in our pocket who can help you with each of those that we have a relationship with and we know what they're going to do and we're giving them the information in order to make the correct choices to assist you in these areas, right? So that itself, being the manager of that kind of group of, I got bookkeepers and tax preparers who can do this part. And I've got a relationship with these centers of influence who can assist me with my particular niche of clients in these areas. And then, you know, that is a good place to start. Now, what part of that do you want to do? Yeah. And, and, and you talk about complexity because even then you just go into that bookkeeping function, there's an enormous amount of complexity just right there because everybody would like to put down the bookkeeper, you know, and it's typical, you know, the the high school kid who was good in math, got the job as the bookkeeper at the local business or or in for small businesses, please, this is not pejorative. It's not meant to be derogatory or anything because I was one of them, the wife who does the books. Yep. And the husband who does it for the wife. I don't care. You know what? Put whatever whatever gender you want in. I don't. I, I'm talking about the process, not the people. But it was never looked on of anything as value because all you were doing was basically paying the bills and making the deposits. And we would call up the bank and go, "Yeah, there's money in the bank." And then so keying it into then keying it into a piece yeah. of software and, or, or writing it into a, <laughs> a ledger. And it's too complex now. It's too mm. complex because like this, the same business I was talking to were going, yeah, you know, we use QuickBooks online and, and I just was just had chit-chatting with them. I mean, I was, they're not a, a client of mine. I'm actually a customer of theirs. And, and they were chitting, you know, we, we, we 
you know, this company told us we could connect our square and it would feed into QBO. And as soon as it did it, it was a mess. It was a nightmare. And so, you know, I recommended oh, line to them. I, <laughs> I said, disconnect it. I said, you know, you're not matching the batch. And he goes, yeah, how'd you know all that? And I go, oh, see it every day. Yeah. And, you know, and well, you know, the app promised us. Ugh. And <laughs> as someone that sort of worked at a company that has, does do the the app that made those promises it does do that however but it it it, you need to change your workflow you need to change the the way that you operate and again complexity you you need to change your workflow so as you just just put something into the mix you just baked a cake and you added a different ingredient and that changed the whole flavor of the cake yeah, and and that that's definitely that complexity of bookkeeping because the 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 promise of machine learning and and AI or we'll just um, machine learning is is that the machine will learn over time how transactions are coded and and whatnot as an example, but as soon as you sort of start bringing more pieces into this puzzle, as you said, was it Stripe or Square? In this case, it was Stripe. Yeah, so Stripe coming into say QuickBooks Online or a Zero, if you don't have an intermediary in there, it's just going to be this. Oh, this it was even worse than that. It was Stripe, and then their scheduling software that utilized Stripe, and then the scheduling software sent it to QBO. So in oh, this wow. case, he's actually got three apps interchanging, and the one app that was the scheduling software told him, "Yeah, no problem, just do it." <laughs> But but again, I, I think you, you, it really does come back to first and foremost, you can't take a blueprint from the stage. That's it, it's just not going to work. No. Um, and and the the machine learning and the artificial intelligence it works perfectly for a very specific type of business. And if you're not working with that particular type of business, you, you've got to interpret or, or or believe with a grain of salt what what is being said on stage. But but also. Let's go back to what we've been talking about in episodes one, on one, two, and three. Beyond what you want to do, who do you want to work with? Because certain apps work really well with certain pieces, with, with certain industries, with certain verticals, and, and horribly with others. So yeah. what is it that you want to do? And that defining that spectrum of CAS. And then who is it that you're going to provide these services to? You can't be everything to everyone. And I think that was what what was previously the the way the accounting firm, bookkeeping firm was the generalist because um, they so worked. So what they were doing was right up. Yeah, and they, uh, but they worked with businesses in their local area that they could travel to or could could get the information quite easily. Oh, they knew um, them because they went. They joined the local uh, community. Yeah. Uh, Events, Rotary uh, and Lions, yeah. Uh, Rotary, yeah. you know, BNI, all of that stuff. You knew the people you were with. That's not the case. Look at you're in, I'm in a different state than this person who's having an HR problem. You know, you need to know that state. Yeah. You know, and that's that now you've you've picked a vertical and that's brilliant. And that means that you have customers all over the country, but they have individual state regulations that you are now need to. You know, so, <laughs> so that's another complexity. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, this is not something that is a, you know, go to a, go to a conference, get a blueprint, go back to your office, tell everybody this is what we're going to do. Boom. And, and, and also, and just assume that all of your clients that you currently have will be, will be willing and able to, to, to jump on board. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I mean, like we have, obviously we do back office for a lot of accounting firms. Right. And so, and we have hundreds of QBO zero files today. And I, and, and we go in and we make a list of his, all the clients for this particular firm. And this is the type of business it is. And it blows me away about the variety of types of businesses that they're handling. And you look at it and you know there's no damn way they can provide the level of deep dive support that everybody on the front of the stage is telling you you can do. Or, and probably that the client is expecting. Yes, or that the client's expecting because you went to them and said, we can do this because somebody yeah. up on the stage told us we can. <laughs> yeah. yes. And then, oh, by the way, for four months out of the year, we're not going to talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> except during except during January and May. Between January and May, you're not yeah. gonna, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Because you know your cyclical business. That's like maybe you you're in Vail or you're in Jackson Hole, and you're not busy during those months. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I, I rent snowboards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, My I whole mean, is built on on the winter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so I mean, it's 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 a tough thing to do, and it takes a lot of time to consider what you want to do because in this complex world, we all want to have a life, and um, and 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 when I want to watch Star Trek, I get pretty adamant. Don't call me. And I literally told her, I'm putting this phone on. Do not disturb. <laughs> and but but it's but it's not my wheelhouse. You need yeah, to. Speak but it to wasn't. It's not. Yeah. I told her. I said I can. I can do the payroll check. I can tell you exactly when you do. But you need to get the severance letter from the attorney. He's local to to your state. He knows. You know. I mean, you need to get that done. When you get that done. This is what you've decided you're going to pay them for their severance. This is what we'll do. And don't worry, we'll make sure that the taxes are paid in the back. I got that all done. So call me when you're ready to push the button. <laughs> no, but in the meantime, give me the whole loan right part now. Of the process. Yeah, that's my part of the process. I can't do all of this other stuff at the front end or the back end or whatever, wherever it is, because that's not my, that's not what we do. Yeah, it's not what I promised you we would do. Yeah. It's not what I want to do. It's not what I'm comfortable doing. And it's not what I'm competent at doing. So I'm pretty competent at some things, but some things I really suck at. And I'm going to just tell you, I, it's not my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. Well, Penny, maybe that's where we we uh, pause today's episode because I think, because I, I, you know, I think, again, we're sort of covering some territory that we have covered before, but I think as the the notion of CAS um, gains more momentum and and more people are talking about it and some are some are being successful, others are failing. I think it's a really good opportunity for us to to strip it back to some of the basics. And maybe next week we sort of talk about what is this role of we've been talking again around the client success manager or, or client service manager or, or something along those lines. Everyone needs a Beth. That's the title. Yeah, everyone needs a Beth. And 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 the the, the reason and and. Why, why, how are we sort of linking these is because you need to approach your business model differently than the traditional yes. accounting firm, which was just to get another bookkeeper, get another accountant. That is not what's going to get your business from here to there. Right. Correct. Perfectly said. Better right. than I could have. Well, let's 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 finish it there then, Penny. Um, as as always, um, fantastic conversation. Um, you can find both Penny and I on LinkedIn. Reach out to us. 
Um, if you've got any questions that you'd like to uh, like to throw into the podcast or alternatively about the different services that we can help with from a consulting uh, standpoint and also from a, a back office accounting standpoint with Money Penny. So Damien Greathead on LinkedIn, Penny Breslin on LinkedIn, you can find us there. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, if you've been enjoying what you're listening to, please uh, do us a favor and uh, give us a, a star rating and hopefully five out of five stars on, on the various platforms. Uh, and, and also, if you do have a, a comment for us as well, um, to encourage other accountants and bookkeepers uh, to subscribe to the show, that would be amazing. But Penny, uh, hopefully we'll catch up soon. But otherwise, we'll talk to you next week. Have fun in Washington. Don't sweat too much. <laughs>